On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we talk about sweeping the bears. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram at Packers Podcast and Twitter at Packers Pod. And with that, let's go pack. Third down and five. Rogers, same side. And this time, it's in the hands of Lazar. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the We Are the Packers winning crew. Shuffling Lambo is what we do. We win so bad, but we know we're good. Blowing your mind like we knew we would. You know we're just strutting for fun. Strutting our stuff for everyone. We're not here to start any trouble. We're just here to do the Super Bowl shuffle. Boom. There's Aaron Jones scoring a few. Kenny Clark in a sack or two. Secondary can't catch a single ball. Luckily, Devontae catches them all. Don't win pretty, but we're in luck because the Bears always suck. But like we said, we're not here for trouble. We're just here to do the Super Bowl shuffle on the Pack It Up Packers podcast. Whoa. <laughs> I'm still laughing. I had to mute myself. I'm dying. I'm dying. That was good. And that about wraps it up, everybody. So uh, we'll be back know, on Thursday. Did you know that the Chicago Bears wrote that song in 1985 when they won the Super Bowl? I don't know if you guys knew that, but the Bears won a Super Bowl in 1985. Did you know they had a good team in 1985? I don't know if anyone tells you, but <laughs> I don't know, guys. I come from a family of Bears fans, yes. and it was, I had multiple group texts going on, one with Packers fans, one with Bears fans, and they were very different moods in those group chats. <laughs> So this is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan with the Illinois family. Uh, this game, there are moments where you're like, this is how we're going to put them away. And then we get a fumble, quote unquote, recovery on the two to end it. So what are your initial thoughts in one word coming out of the Bears versus Packers at Lambeau? Ooh, one word. Uh, I, I, uh, shocked. Shocked. No, uh, I, 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 I was surprised at how our, our defense still looked great. You know, our defense really did look great all all game, um, even at the end when we allowed them to come back a little bit. Um, but our offense, you know, just this. I'm surprised that we 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 can't get clicking still. It, it still doesn't look right. It doesn't look comfortable. Uh, we're scraping out, you know, over 20 points. But, yeah, that that's why I would say shocked. I would not say shot. You guys both had score predictions that were wild. We actually ended pretty close. If you if you were watching the game, my prediction of 24-20 with a 21-13 finish, I'm going to call that a wash. And I know I'm uh, pushing it my way a little bit, but I don't know. I just have to go with a, a one word of like expected. It's a divisional rival. You know it's not. It's rarely a blowout. But if you look at the 2010s, the Packers finished 17-4 against mm-hmm. the Bears. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. So, yeah, it was close. We got a lot of things to work on still, but we won the game and we're on to the Vikings. I'm going to say fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that win. We'll take it. We're 11 and three, still holding that number two seed. The 49ers fell apart today to the Falcons. So 
this NFC is just such an open area that if we can somehow, and we will tease it a little bit with Cook's shoulder injury, next week's game is ginormous for seeding, for like everything. It's it's just crazy how this is all coming about. So let's talk about this defense. Uh, technically got three turnovers if you call a Mitch Trubisky Hail Mary interception to end the first half and then whatever the hell what that was to end the game. Uh but like we were mentioning, we held them to 13 points. Rushing for Chicago was at 96 total yards. Uh, I will say Robinson and Miller are good. Ooh, they, they are, are good. legit. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are legitimate. And boy, if the Bears ever get a quarterback, boys, be careful. Yeah, <laughs> that could yeah. be a really good. Like you know, there's rumors about Cam Newton or something. I think they have to extend Trubisky for a fifth year. That's just my opinion, but I think that's the uh, going train of thought. And if they extend Trubisky, then I don't see how they pay someone like Cam Newton as well. But, boy, if they got someone like Cam Newton that is is dangerously effective at quarterback, they've got weapons all over. They could be good. Luckily, they have Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. Yeah, Robinson and Miller are are very good. They both went over for over 100 yards on us. I was expecting Allen Robinson to definitely show up like he did. But Anthony Miller, even though we called him out, holy cow, he was wide open. Like it, it wasn't even a contest most of the time. And at least Allen Robinson normally had somebody draped over him, at least close to him. But Anthony Miller was just consistently wide open over the middle. Well, the reason he was so open is that Blake Martinez watched him cross the field and <laughs> just said, hey, that guy looks like he's fast. And that was it. That's yeah, how it ended. Was, wasn't that interesting? So the, <laughs> the pregame active roster comes out and they sit B.J. Goodson. He becomes inactive. So we tweeted out, look out for Orrin Burks and Ibrahim Campbell to play a bigger role, playing that middle linebacker position, running sideline to sideline. Playing that role of like making sure Tariq Cohen doesn't sneak out of the backfield. Well, he had 10 targets and seven catches. Making sure Anthony Miller can't sit over the middle. Well, he had 15 targets, nine catches. And honestly, I don't remember Burks and Campbell showing up much, but Martinez was all over. And it was really like, you know, I, I highlighted if the Bears see something on film, they're going to try to expose who's it going to be. And you both said Blake Martinez. And that really was who they went after. There, there were multiple times that you saw Martinez maybe check a guy in the middle of the field, but then not run with them. Or just just fall like an inch short of getting his fingertips on a ball. And it, there was one point in the start of the fourth quarter, I think it was, that he got his wrist pretty banged up. And he's already got a cast on it. And he's playing through it. And props to him for that, for still being an effective player, playing through injury. I get that part. But the Bears were in passing situations. I wouldn't have minded saying, Martinez, get some rest. We're going to put in Burks or Campbell or Redmond or anybody at middle linebacker because they're throwing the ball and let's just see if we can be a little more effective than you are in pass coverage i think this clearly tells us how much of a middle linebacker problem we have uh blake martinez wasn't right at the end of this game oren burks anyone should have been in in place of him um but obviously they didn't trust anyone to come in in that point in time to fill his spot um so uh, i don't know what the answer is uh you know this year you know we just got to continue to do what we do um, you know, a lot more DBs um, within the mix, um, you know, helping with coverage. But, yeah, we definitely have a middle linebacker problem. And that's something that we brought up is, well, I mean, it's not like Blake Martinez is getting help immediately in front of him. Kenny Clark this month now he is playing absolutely yep. amazing. I know one of those sacks was a dinky little push out of Trubisky, but he has been an absolute presence in the middle. So if you have the Smiths doing what they need to do, I mean, Lowry's coming to play. 
Kenny Clark's coming to play. Martinez should have an open lane, and yet it still just seems like he he's he's almost like he's trying to watch too many things happen at once instead of saying this is the two things I need to do on this play in particular. But I, I just it's confusing to me. We we talked about it kind of personally on text of how much this roster changes um, in terms of active roster for game days. I would love to see just hey. If it's not working, hey, maybe let's try it for the next two games before we make a playoff run. But um, other than that, I just want to talk about – we'll get to the offense in a second. Devontae Adams needs to stop spending time with this receiver crew. We'll just deal with what we have. He needs to work with our secondary. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we had about eight dropped interceptions today. This easily could have been a murdering from a defensive perspective, but I just don't understand – how the only person that's able to haul one in is big old Lowry, but everybody else just drops it straight up. We missed so many chances. We called it coming in. Trubisky's going to give you chances. And if it weren't for Jair right before uh, the halftime, you know, getting an interception, it would have been just Dean Lowry on that wild tip pass, bobble it three <laughs> times to make a catch. Props for the big man for catching that ball and running afterwards. That was impressive. Uh, so props to Dean Lowry. He played a nice game. Kenny Clark's pass rush. Zadarius was in on a ton of plays. He only got credited for one tackle, but he forced a ton of rush passes. But what's with all the drops? My Lord, you cannot have that. You take a defense like the Bears that you're playing against that is very opportunistic. And I'm looking over Kwiatkowski's drop pass that Rodgers could have you know, gifted them an interception. Mm-hmm. But the Bears in general are very opportunistic, and they find a way to get the turnover. And the Packers' a defense is like, oh, you're trying to give us a turnover? No, we don't <laughs> think that's appropriate. We're going to drop it and let you have third down. So frustrating to watch. Yeah, and it's it's like a smack in the face to how the defensive line played today, too, forcing these bad passes all over the place. Um, I mean, Kenny Clark, Tyler Lancaster, and Dean Lowry, like, Praise the Lord. These guys are Ooh, finally showing up. We got a, we got a Lancaster name drop. <laughs> I, hey, these guys are hey. playing good, and they hey. are taking <laughs> – Hey, where's your number 52 recognition? Oh. I, I, I'm not taking your spotlight. I'm not going to take your spotlight. We named, every single Gary. we named every single person on the defense except for the guy who got a sack for Dan Jack and is slowly but surely, slowly but surely giving Dan hope that he can somehow not have to wear a medium shirt out in public. Dan, Dan, how would you rate Rashawn Gary's sack out of 10? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. It doesn't matter. He's got two sacks. I need one against the Vikings, and then we can go get two against – David Blah of the Detroit Lions, and I will win the bet, and I'll be doing all these ab workouts for nothing. <laughs> he made that bet, or he made that sack, I should say. He did not make any bets, as far as I'm aware. But he made that sack, and I was sitting at the bar, you know, posted up to the bar all by myself, only Packer fan in the bar here in Raleigh. And I honestly, I missed the play, and I looked back up, and they were replaying it. I'm like, <gasps> was that? That was him. <laughs> I'm not used to seeing that happen. So let's switch over to our offense, which <laughs> I I don't know if we had more drop passes on offense or on defense, but <laughs> Adams, even though he went for 103 yards and a touchdown, he still had six uh, incompletions. 
Kumro had one of the most amazing runs, just spinning, moving, doing everything he could for that 49-yard gain. But something that we continue to talk about is how do we get this backfield involved? Aaron Jones touched the ball 13 times, zero targets. Uh, Even Williams had only one target. So again, we take one step forward, and it seems like almost immediately two steps back on this offense. But what do you guys think? I don't understand. I just don't get it. Get Aaron Jones the ball 20 times. 13 rushes for 51 yards. I understand his average was a little low today, but zero targets out of the backfield. We highlighted the one spot to attack this Bears defense is probably the middle linebackers. And it's like Matt LaFleur and the coaching staff was like, so we better use the tight ends to do that, right? We had seven targets to middle linebackers for a total of three catches for 11 yards. Why were the running backs not involved in the passing game? Why did Aaron Jones not get a few more rushes? I just don't understand. I have no answers. I mean, they gave him, they started feeding him the ball a little bit more on the ground in the second half. So I, I applaud him for that. You know, he did come out with two touchdowns, one twenty-one yarder, you know, and he got something going in the second half, but <clears throat> third quarter. It, yeah. Third quarter. But it was the Aaron Rodgers Devonte Adams show again. And I just don't understand it. I don't get why we think that we have to feed Devonte Adams for this offense to succeed. I get it. He is our best weapon. Um, well, arguably with Aaron Jones, but there are other people out there that are open and that will catch the ball and get us a first down. Like it doesn't just have to be Aaron. Name who? Name who's name. gonna catch the ball? <laughs> Give it to Jay Kumaro. Give it. To okay. <laughs> Did you guys all go to University of Whitewater? What's with the Kumaro love? He made. He catches good the ball. That's all I care about. Half the half of our wide receivers can't catch the ball, so at least put a guy out there that you know is gonna catch the ball from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I get that. I woke up with a premonition for some reason that MVS was gonna have a good game. Play one deep shot to him, and I got my hopes up so much. And then he just looked discombobulated, couldn't pull it in. Geronimo had another big drop. What are we going to do at this wide receiver position? I, I've i always been one of those people that thinks, you know what, we can work it out. Let's get somebody in that, you know, third, fourth round that we feel fits a need. I'm to the point that, you know what, we got. Aaron Jones, one of the best running backs in the NFL. We have Aaron Rodgers, one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the NFL. Our offensive line, especially when you look at the left-hand side, is absolutely stacked. We need to go after a receiver as soon as possible, whether in free agency or first-round pick. We need to fill this because if we waste another year of Rodgers not having the weapons he probably should have, it's going to be absolutely disappointing. I know we talked about middle linebacker and everything like that, but – we need to get some help. It's something we joked about, and then Lazard has a big game, and then we joke about, and Adams has a big game. But it's to the point where it is sad not knowing who's even going to get open. Um, yeah. yeah. It, and and the Packers were outgained today. You know, we won 21-13 pretty handily. We had the game in control most of the game. But we, we were outgained 415 yards to 292 overall i mean that that's just insane that we can't get anything going when we are in control of the game here's something to think about and it's it's wild to think about but let's get your guys's input before i make my statement 
Remember this wide receiver named Equinemia St. Brown that's in the injured reserve this year? <laughs> Based on the wide receiver play this year, where do you think he would have fallen in a list of two through six <sighs> of active wide receivers? Let's say he didn't break his ankle. Uh, is he better than Lazard? I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, I think he'd be on equal level with Lazard, you know, right there, two or three. Yeah, I'd say two B. And it's Isn't weird, that- too, because it, we go back, we talked about it. If they knew that the receiving core was going to be how it would be, do you think that they put him on the IR or, or was it? No, it's no, just this no is doubt. A, yeah, no doubt in my mind. If they knew they were going to release Trevor Davis, if they knew they were going to have drops from Geronimo Allison and MVS was going to fall off the face of the earth, Equinemius would have been back activated in week 10. It's wild to think, based on all of our preseason prognostications, that Equinemius probably is our number two or three wide receiver right now. If he's healthy and I know he's not, but just wild. But so let's go back really fast. We did get a great call to go our way. That punt return catch interference uh, where Tremont Williams got knocked out for a second. Luckily, he was able to come back in. (laughs) That was a bad call. I think we can all agree. I I don't think that was interference. Do you guys agree with that part? Oh, yeah. 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 I was I was getting text on my Bears fan chain of, of how the refs are. You know, they're pro any team with a good quarterback and they're anti any team with a bad quarterback. It's like this this play was special teams. This had nothing to do with quarterbacks. But anyways, all that boiled down to a fourth down fourth and five, I think. And I hated that we were going for it. And then or actually, I liked that we were going for it. Let me correct my statement. And then I hated that we burned a timeout on it. And it was like a 46-yard field goal in five-degree weather. That makes it feel like a 55-yard field goal. Uh, from what I hear, you're kicking a frozen rock. So that's a tough challenge. So they go for it, and they got trips left. So it's trips right to the defense. They got single high safety. The Bears do. Ha ha, Clinton Dix is the safety, and he's playing center field. He doesn't shade over to the three receivers on his right. They put their cornerback on press coverage against Devontae, and then he takes inside uh inside coverage so he lets Devonte have the outside i think we all saw this off the snap Devonte beats his guy why the heck is haha not shading over to the right he would have gotten there in time and so, there was nobody out left there was nobody out left for him to cover like what yeah, was he doing for the for the bears fans to be like well that punt return call gave you seven points it's like no ha clinton Dix gave us seven points he wasn't playing safety which is position he gets paid for yeah hey we cannot forget to highlight this offensive line i mean once again these guys are giving aaron Rodgers a ton of time aaron jones holes like even though we are struggling this is the one consistent thing that we have on this team that in the defensive line um and pass rush but we can always count on our offensive line to at least protect us and and not get us run over ryan you want to make a point about halftime adjustments here i got super excited because we i mean that first drive of the second half was probably one of our best ones this entire season. Like it was an absolute, not only from a kickoff return that got us borderline to midfield, but that we just were clicking. Then the defense comes up with a stop. Then we, I believe another touchdown right after that. I thought for sure that this was a game that we finally figured out the second half adjustments and ended up being that we just took complete control in the third quarter and so much for that uh, all gas, no breaks. Cause we definitely put on the brakes during that fourth quarter, but it's just, it's, it's interesting to me. I, I just don't know what to make of it. We could go around in circles and circles. I just, I, I needed LaFleur to put it together a full game and it started well 
and it was in the middle really well, but then it just looked lost a lot of times. And when you have tight ends that are trying to get involved but doing absolutely nothing, Aaron Rodgers just had as much time as he possibly could. If you told me that he would average probably like two to three seconds of quality time in the pocket against this Bears team, I would have been like, no way. There's no way it happens. And he did, and yet we still went 16 for 33. Yeah, it's just crazy. Hey, baby steps, Ryan. Our third quarter looked like our normal first quarter, and that's a huge improvement. But <laughs> the fourth quarter finish, yeah, after taking the lead 21 to 3, the offense had 18 plays for nine yards and five punts. So the fourth quarter finish, we've been bragging on the fourth quarter when we need a drive to end the game, we found a drive. We did not have it this week. But, Ryan, you made a good point about going for the tight ends and trying to find the tight ends and almost forcing it to a degree. Uh, there was a point that we started chatting about, so let's just uh, socialize it here for a second. Isn't it interesting, you know, Rodgers gets a lot of shit in the media for, you know, his lack of leadership or how he's all about himself or whatever they want to phrase it on Get Up and, you know, Greenberg ESPN television. Um, he scrambles out of the pocket, finds Bobby Tanyan, but Tanyan doesn't adjust to where the coverage isn't. He doesn't come back to the middle of the field. He keeps running downfield where there's a safety over the top. So Rodgers is making a coaching point to Tanyan as they jog off the field. So, of course, of course, the cameras catch it. It's very ironic that if Rodgers makes that same coaching point on the sideline while they're sitting on the bench, and let's say Rodgers is mic'd up, that's the kind of stuff that the TV lives for. And they talk about how great a leader he is. And look at him bringing up this young tight end and coaching him up and doing everything in the middle of the game to making sure they win. And he's a warrior and he's never going to stop fighting. But he does it on the field. And I, I'm not saying he can't do it on the field, but just that slight little difference, I think, is the reason the media is anti Rogers leadership. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, it, it's a bad look, uh, you know, when it's on live television. Uh, but really, when you, when it comes down to it, you know, you got to evaluate what are the players. That's what they're used to with Aaron Rodgers. You know, that's what they've been doing with him. That's their cadence with Aaron Rodgers. You know, they, they're running back towards him because they, they know he's going to tell them what they did wrong and they're going to learn from him. Yeah, it looks a little aggressive and not too friendly on uh, live television, but it, it's their cadence. They're used to it. I, I, I don't think anything of it, really. I agree. It's their cadence and they're used to it. But, I mean, Ryan, don't don't you remember these points of, like, Lamar Jackson on the sideline coaching mm -hmm. up his guys, Tom Brady? Yep. They come out they come out with professional lip readers to say, what did Tom Brady say to his offense on the sidelines? Rodgers does it on the field, and they're like, look at him. Nobody likes him. He's doing the same shit everyone else does. Yeah, I actually think that it's interesting that you bring up Tom Brady because I think that their demeanor is very, very similar. They per, They mm -hmm. expect perfection. They're talented. I've always said that if you put Aaron Rodgers in Tom Brady's shoes with Belichick in that whole era, he wins just as many Super Bowls. Like it's just it's one of those yeah. things that when you do it in such a way immediately after it happens, it is perceived as, wow, here's Rodgers blaming him. And, you know, as well as I do in a loud stadium, he could be saying, hey, just make sure we go right next time. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing, you know, vicious, but it's a loud stadium. So he has to yell and. I think that if that took place five seconds later, none, none of these viewpoints would come out at Rodgers because that's what Tom does. Tom is pissed off mm -hmm. on the sidelines, and he throws his helmet, and he sits down with the iPad and starts working through what went wrong and what went right. But then he goes up to every single person and goes, hey, next time we're doing that, it's just Rodgers does it up front instead of at the sidelines. So I, I completely agree with that assessment.
Hey, it's it's Mr. Brady. Don't you ever call him Tom. Dude, I hang out with I hang out with him all the time. He's Tommy. <laughs> hey boys, we held Trubisky to fifty five percent completion percentage. Twenty nine. Fifty three attempts. Fifty three. Oh my. Just like I so, said. Yeah, it continues. Seventy percent. They're gonna lose the game. The Rams lost. The Packers are in the playoffs. The 49ers yeah. lost. Chance at the one seed. And the Vikings won, but we'll follow that Delvin Cook injury. They might be a little lesser of a team next week than they were this week. And the tight ends did not do anything on us once again. Whoa. That's true. <laughs> two for two, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, the Bears still suck. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you later this week. Go, Pat. Go. Go, Pat. Go, Pat.